T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. So the Celtics on Friday night, they blow a 28-point lead on, on Friday night to the Nets and lose 115-105. You're like, okay, let's get back on track, have a mm-hmm. game on Saturday. Then last night... They lose to the Knicks in double overtime, 131-29. Had a chance to win it in the end. This is how it sounded. Tatum gives it up. Horford comes up shy. And the Knicks beat the Celtics. 131-129. Lou, the, they have now lost three. The Celtics have now lost three of their last four and are one and a half games behind the Bucks. Let's just start just big picture. I heard you talking about it mm-hmm. uh, at, the, at the cross mm-hmm. real quick. Big picture, what are your thoughts overall now that they've lost three of the last four? The East is, seems to be a little bit more, you know, tough, tougher than it was maybe a couple weeks ago. You got other teams, Cleveland, you got Brooklyn, sorry, not Brooklyn, you got the Knicks. The Knicks, apparently. And you got on. Philly. So big picture real quick before we dig into I would, this. I almost feel like this time of year, whether it's February or March, Felt like, you know, when, like, LeBron James' teams, whether it's Miami or the Lakers, and they're like, you know, Cleveland, they're going off. There's always a lull for, like, these great teams this time of year. You know, and there always is. And I still think the Celtics are a great team in the East. They're one of the great teams in, in, in the NBA. So am I overly concerned with this little lull that they're in? By the way, I think, was it eight of the next nine, two are on the road? Like, you know, they they got a bitch schedule here for the next couple of weeks. They got a game tonight. They got to play yeah. Cleveland tonight Which in Cleveland. would be interesting given the minutes you saw last night for some of these guys, what that lineup is going to look like. But... So as far as that goes, I think we've seen this before from from very good teams, which I consider they are. But there are some concerns, you know. And I know I haven't been here. I brought it up before. Like when they announced that Joe Mazzulla was the head coach, and I felt like maybe they felt like they they needed to. I don't know for credibility in the locker room. I, I don't know what it was. They gave him a little extension. I get it. It means nothing. They can move on if they want. I thought it was like getting a little bit ahead of yourself because we all know coaching in the NBA. You know, some people will say that it's overrated. I don't think anybody would say that in the postseason. You know, when adjustments needed to be made. You know, when when the Celtics are up two games to one, and all of a sudden Steve Kerr is they're seeing things, and the veterans are seeing things, and there's an adjustment made, and they turn that series around. Uh, whether it's just seeing that Jalen Brown can't go left, whatever, changing defensive schemes, how they attack guys, pick and roll, trap, whatever it might be, coaching matters in the postseason. And I feel like if it, it still comes down to the stars. But he could get exposed in the postseason. Uh, I'm waiting for him to, to start calling some more timeouts. Oh, he doesn't like to use timeouts. Like the end of the regular, the, the first overtime, I think 13 seconds left in the tie game. It's like just just call a timeout. Show me that you can put a play together that gives you a good look late in the game, like great coaches do. At the end of this, whatever, whatever I forget the first overtime or second overtime, they call the timeout, but only because there was miscommunication. It seemed like with Tatum, so he was forced to. But it's like, how many times do we look at great coaches and say, man, they are great coming out of timeouts. They always get a look. They always get a great shot. I don't know if he can even do that because he never calls them. I, I, I'm with you. That's been my biggest concern since, since from the very beginning. You know, there was a time when Ime Odoka, this team was like last year, like 18 and 21, like a couple games uh, below 500. But Ime Odoka kind of coached it out of them, developed roles. They created this cool attitude, and they went into the postseason. They 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 won some games late. They 
they handled their business, and they fell off short. Fine, I get it. But that's always been my concern. But I do think, I don't think, like, I don't want to hit the panic button just yet, but I do think there are a lot of issues that could possible possibly come back to bite him in the butt. And I think Al Horford, your buddy, wise old Al, wise old Al, actually post-game um, kind of, Kind of led me to believe that there's bigger issues moving ahead. We're not, you know, locking in as as much as we need to. This is the second time that we kind of have have a lead. Uh, we feel good about it. A team makes a run, and um, we just kind of let them back in the game. You know, throughout the season, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have adversity. Um, you know, we've played pretty good basketball most of the year, and this is a time where you you know you tighten up you fix some of these things some of these issues or it goes the other way well you know what i think it's time for a team meeting nope. sorry a team meeting that isn't a team meeting so when people ask you if you had a team meeting you could say it wasn't a team meeting we were all just hanging out in the in the you know the dining room at the same time and and then we closed the doors and told the coaches to leave i do think this there's a there's a can i call it a trend i feel like there's a trend I like trends like like you know, relate it to the Celtics, and I think it's coming at the worst possible time. You got 17 games left. You're a game back behind the Milwaukee Bucks. Other teams are getting better, and this kind of led me down this road, going back to Friday, Lou. To Friday, because my real thought is that I think the Celtics are an arrogant basketball team. What I think they need is a big dose of humble pie. And I, and I want you to listen to this. This is um, Joe Mazzula. From Friday, after they had a 28-point lead, lost that lead. To the Nets. To the Nets, and then ended up going down. It was like a 44-point swing at one point in time. It was embarrassing. It was just, it was just embarrassing. That's the only word. Here's Joe Mazzula post-game on Friday. We definitely have a respect for the opponent because we were up 28, so I think we definitely respected him. I don't think most guys realize the potency of runs in the NBA in the first half. What? How long okay. these guys both? They all rookies. Here's the thing. It's the first so year in the he league. Does it play like Terp? Play we definitely one more have a time. respect for the opponent because we were up 28. So I think we definitely respected him. I don't think most guys realize the potency of runs in the NBA in the first half. Translation. Here's how I look at it. So my thing is like, so when they're up 28 points, they're getting fancy. They're getting lazy. They're not respecting the possessions. They're throwing it up against the backboard and they're trying to dunk it. They're just getting real cute. They're getting. They're not playing defense. They're taking stupid shots. They think they have 28-point lead, and it's a 28-point lead in the first quarter. So it's not like it's a 28-point lead in the third quarter. It's the first quarter. So that is nothing. So they get arrogant. What they do is they don't respect another team's ability to come back. That's how stuck up they are. That's how conceited they are. To me, that's a dangerous mentality to have. It happened last night, too. What were they at? 14 points, and I know it's 14 points can be, you know, erased in a hurry in the NBA. But I do think, and I'll use your phrase that you used for years, once you have somebody on the ground, you put your foot on their neck and you choke them out. Like, yeah. I don't so this- know if that, to me, that is that is arrogance. Hey, guys, 28 points. Woo! Let's, hey, alley-oop. Hey, guys, bad passes, so- stupid defense, lazy possessions. This is we definitely question. have a respect for the opponent because we were up 28, so I think we definitely respected him. So I would ask you this, right? Your confidence in this team, do you think they're mature enough to, say, flip a switch? I think we all agree that, like, regular season basketball is different than postseason. 
We all know what they went through last year, right? Giving up leads or just you know looking great one night and coming out the next night looking like they never played together. You know that was the way the postseason went. It was kind of like a grind, even though they got it to the NBA Finals, but it wasn't maybe as easy as it could have been. It's like they make it harder than themselves. You think they learned their lesson? They say, you know what? Eh, it's a regular season game. Yeah, we took our foot off the gas. Postseason, though, we know we've been around long enough. We know we can't do that. You have confidence that they can do that? I, I uh, listen. That flip the switch I, I think, type of different see, this mentality. Is, this is the whole victim of the moment mentality, where you lose three or four, you beat it, you lose to a team on Friday that you should have beaten, and people will say, "Oh, well, you're up twenty eight points. That's embarrassing." Then you have a you have a day off. Then you have a get right game, nationally televised against a team that is is has uh, won eight straight. Just came off an unbelievable win against Miami, buzzer beater win, Julius Randle, and then they come in. And you're pretty much controlling the game, and then you stop controlling yeah, the game again because again you're arrogant, and that is my problem. That is my problem overall with the team, which I think is a, a warning sign. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.